This is In the Know for Tuesday, September 8th, the 252nd day of 2020. There are 114 days left in the year. Good morning, MV. Got either In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Labor Day weekend comes and goes, so what's next? Well, we'll tell you about it, that, and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Beer Wings, Arch Nemesis, and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. How's Misty? I'm well, how are you? I'm fine. I'm laying eyes on you on screen there. I haven't seen you in um, five days. Yeah, I was going to say 500 Six days, yeah. eight days, 12 days. I'm trying. Let me look at you. I'm trying to see, do you look Ooh, any different? Yeah. I think you might actually look younger. Oh, it's because I put on weight and it rounded my face <laughs> out, pulled some of the wrinkles. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna say you look younger, you want me to leave and come back again? <laughs> so you, if you might just look a little bit. Uh, how did you spend your Labor Day yesterday? Oh, uh, we went camping. It was great. I wondered if there might be camping in your Labor Day future. I'm, there is camping in my future. Period. Yeah. Like I am moving into the camper, leaving the left the rest behind. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm done. Uh, all right. So done. If, if we're looking for you, we, we know find where to, we know where to find you. Yeah. Uh, he is the uh, three-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawker Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Little Clifty. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Gormley and sports and stuff. <laughs> We can actually say it now. Yeah. yeah. And sports and, and stuff. Yeah. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Are you Are you happy to be in that chair, or would you rather be back over here in this chair? It It has pros and cons to both sides. So, That's uh, how I feel most days. Yeah. <laughs> it has my life. There, there's some good things about each side. So. It has its ups and it has its downs. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. While Miss Thomas was at the, um, while she was uh, camping yesterday, I, I presume that she was camping uh, late morning, uh, we were at the uh, Ducking Hunger Regatta, and I ducked. Did you? Yes. Yeah. I ducked, and I, I got hit with nothing. It was uh, <laughs> it was a nice way to spend the morning and midday there of uh, Labor Day out at the Grayson County Detention Center, where the, what, I think it's the fifth annual Ducking Hunger Regatta. And I think that's right. And had yeah. to scramble in 2020 because the uh, previous location, or the normal location for the Grayson County Alliance's Ducking Hunger Regatta was not available. It's been, uh, the last few years, been at the Litchfield Aquatic Center. And with the the lazy river there that they turn up to hydroplane speed mm-hmm. and then run the ducks through there. And so uh, the Grayson County Detention Center and Jailer Jason Woosley has a beautiful lake there that they use for uh, multiple things, but a pavilion there. And it really made a perfect little uh, amphitheater for the opportunity to watch uh, the ducks. Uh, I was going to say sail, I guess. Sail is the correct answer, even though they didn't have a sail. But yeah. 700 and something ducks being turned loose, riding a southerly wind across mm-hmm. the across the pond before getting to the other side of the uh, the other side of the of the lake. Yeah. So it, it was, was a, a photo finish too. It was a photo finish. You had a, you know it was a weekend of big races. We'll talk about another big race in a moment. But 
there for a while. There was one lone duck who seemed to be running away and then uh, pulled up, uh, just got tired, maybe spent spent too much energy too early. And then it was uh, more of a photo finish. So it was a good day. I, I know. I think I heard you talking to Debbie last hour on Shop Local Litchfield. Uh, I know they're happy about what they were able to raise, especially yes. during the pandemic. But uh, great event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. She said there were 709 ducks adopted uh, out of the 2,000, which is is low, but that's good considering last week we were at 450, I think, somewhere yeah, was, in there. It so low. it was really low. So we. We were able to help generate um, getting some people on on board. Lots of sponsorship. I think they ended up raising somewhere around fifty seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that's the number said. that I heard yesterday mm-hmm. was fifty seven hundred dollars in that in that range. Uh, and you know, it's the largest fundraiser of the year for them. And that's why it's so important. But the uh, I was not sure what to expect because typically they can do the door to door or person to person sales, and they had to rely pretty much uh, solely on digital sales this year. So anyway, it was a good event. And glad. Uh, by the way, did we mention the winner? What was her, her name? Betsy Boone. Betsy Boone won a thousand dollars. Yeah, and then there were two winners for uh, season passes, family four pack season passes to yeah. the aquatic center. And then the final where's Quacky was on Friday, and cleverly Quacky was already at the lake mm-hmm. at the detention center. Uh, I don't know. Did we announce the winner? We on, did on Friday afternoon. On so Friday afternoon, we did. Uh, it gotcha. was. Uh, Natasha Nutt. Okay, very good. So that was fun as well. You know, the the two to three weeks of Where's Quacky and figuring out, I guess, four weeks of Where's where's Quacky. Uh, Quacky did the grand tour of the Twin Lakes area. Uh, Weather-wise, hot and sunny weather will continue. We'll see rain chances remain low until late week or the weekend. We'll see... Uh, moisture-starved front pushing through the region on Thursday. Rain chances will remain low then. A better chance of rain looks to arrive over the weekend. Highs remain near 90 until that front moves through on Thursday. 80s are expected over the weekend. Sunny and 90 today. Mostly clear, 68 tonight. Mostly sunny, 92 for tomorrow. But our weather is going to be nothing considering what's going on in Colorado we we occasionally, and it's around this time of year sometimes, we'll see these massive temperature swings. Mm-hmm. The, sometimes we'll have a late September or early October day where it'll be 85 and then it'll turn cool. And the next thing you know, our low the next night might be 45. Well, snow is predicted for Colorado following a 100-degree weekend. It was 100 degrees over the weekend, and it will be in the 30s by uh, tomorrow. So over just a half a day period, they went into the cooler. But then you've got scorched earth, a record 2 million acres being burned in California. Mm. You have uh, wildfire warnings from the Mexico-United States border all the way to Oregon. You also have warnings east into Nevada and Arizona. I did. I didn't think it was funny because there's nothing funny about a wildfire. But I did notice that one of the wildfires started as a result, they say, of a gender reveal party, where a couple used fireworks to announce what the gender was of their uh, their their baby that is on the way. Why do I feel like that's like a foreshadow of this baby is just going to be an absolute <laughs> wild child, right? Probably. Like, so again, nothing. But it's. I, by the way, I'm on record for gender reveal parties have gone way too far. Yeah, when you burn down California, right. stop. And when you're burning down California and portions of Nevada and Arizona, what and even to a, just the cupcake a, with the like, oh, right. 
pink or blue can't do it. Got to on the inside, it. yeah. Got to do. Got to always one upsmanship. Yeah, that's what. That's what happens when Involved. you get into that. You Governor Bashir was thrilled yesterday. I guess he was. He said he was happy any day that he can announce no new deaths. Right. To a pandemic is a good day. 291 new cases of the coronavirus were reported yesterday. He said we're seeing a dip in the number of newly reported cases, as we often do over the weekends. He said, I'll take any day we're not announcing new deaths. First time since one day in June that no new deaths were reported. So we're holding at 996. We expected to cross the 1,000 barrier yesterday, but did not. Statewide, 53,064 cases in total. Uh, 4.34 positivity rate over the last week. 503 current hospitalizations. That's down uh, since the last time I looked. And 130 currently in ICU. Uh, over a two-week period, last week, though, was still a big week. 4,742. That set the record from the previous week, which was 4,503. So today's number will be interesting. Actually, I think tomorrow's number will be more telling because you've got a backlog from the extended holiday weekend, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow will give us a better idea. I guess we shouldn't be surprised to see a big number tomorrow yeah, no. because you'll have stacked up numbers from Sunday, Monday. Tests will be coming back online today. Labs will be working so we shouldn't be surprised. 14 new COVID cases in Grayson County since Friday. We are averaging, we being Grayson County, averaging five new cases a day since August 25th. The county now has 121 confirmed cases over the last 32 days, 65 since August 25th. And our death toll is at 14. Misty, I know you talked to Josh Ember. Anything uh, early, anything more updated than what I just said today? No, the health department has received a grant to buy the rapid uh, testing equipment, and they've placed their order, but they're so back-ordered uh, because the government has purchased so many of them to place in long care facility hmm. uh, facilities. I did, I did so. see, at least on Friday, that he said, over 100 community members currently in quarantine. Mm-hmm. He said some have no symptoms, some have mild symptoms, and others have severe symptoms. So runs the gambit or across the board. But I was noticing from afar that there were a couple of big days last week where you got some some numbers that were getting, you know, that were attention getting I think here what, on the home front. I, you know, some things I've learned over the last couple of weeks, um, I had said on Shop Local, I don't know that I've announced it here, but our Mallory tested positive a few weeks ago, and she's now out of quarantine, and she's now... Well, but it was really scary going through that with her. Her friends were sick. Well, there was a pod of them that when they got their instructions and they tested positive, not all of them went and got tested because they knew they were sick and they were just going to stay put. So it makes me wonder how many how many of, of that situations like that is happening where we really don't have accurate numbers. How many presumptive cases So maybe you have are? one or two that's living in an apartment together, and then three or four are in the household together going, we're all sick, we're all just going to stay in, because if we go out, we take the chance of spreading, we know we're sick, we're going to follow the directives that you've been given, and if it gets worse, we'll go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So how many people are actually you know, home with it that aren't being tested? So it made me realize our numbers are not as accurate as we think they may be. <laughs> the numbers <laughs> the numbers are what we've agreed to use for scorekeeping methods, yes. but it doesn't mean that no. they're accurate. No, no. Uh, going into the weekend, I think everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but most people were of the school of thought that tis the law was going to win the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Tis the law did not win the Kentucky Derby. Authentic won the Derby and helped Bob Baffert notch his sixth Kentucky Derby victory. Baffert tied Ben Jones 
for the most wins by a trainer. His other victories came in 97, 98, 2002, 2015, and eventual triple, triple crown winner Justify in 2018, and now Authentic here in 2020. Tis the law put a nose. <laughs> tis the law. Yeah, hold that photo for a moment, please. Tis the, <laughs> tis the law put a nose in front of Authentic down the stretch, but then uh, Authentic said, no, this one's going to be mine. And uh, then also it was... It was kind of surreal. Baffert had a scratch in the paddock and then goes on to win and then goes for a tumble in the winner's circle as as Authentic gets the garland of roses (laughs) and then uh, turns. And so I... I guess Authentic was expecting a larger crowd. What? Right. No one showed up to see me win? <laughs> it's my I'm, year. There's no one here. I'm going to act out. But then I couldn't help. I just, um, Misty, I couldn't help but think of you on Saturday afternoon when, when watching the uh, socially distanced interview with uh, John Velasquez, who won his third derby. <laughs> On Saturday. And so John Velasquez is the person who famously quoted, which you don't allow us to forget, I'm the luckiest Mexican, Mexican in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> My and favorite so line from an interview ever. He got even more luckier yes. on Saturday because he won his third Kentucky Derby. Good for him. Aboard Authentic. So, okay. yeah, I was just, I was, come on, come on, John. Say it. Give us that line. Say it Give again. us the line. But, uh, <laughs> but he. He would not do it. I know a lot of people on edge what might be happening around Churchill Downs and and, uh, Louisville proper with various threats, uh, primarily peaceful protests. But to see some of the imagery and some of the tweets and statements, I think people were on edge that things would be certainly less than peaceful. Troops called in and a clash of. I'm just going to call it a clash of emotions. You know, we didn't we didn't there wasn't a physical clash, certainly. not one like we have seen in previous weeks and months, but I think just people kind of generally on edge on what will happen. Saw some news coverage of whether it was fireworks or gunfire or whatever it might have been that, you know, had people in the Central Avenue area and around Churchill Downs kind of wondering how bad could this get throughout the day on Saturday. But interesting to find out that come uh, yesterday, for the first time, a black woman will lead Kentucky's Louisville Metro Police Department, which has been heavily criticized. Since uh, March, Mayor Fisher announced yesterday that Yvette Gentry will serve as interim chief of the department. She's a former LMPD deputy chief who retired from the force in 2014. She will be the first woman and the third African-American to serve as the chief of Louisville Metro Police. I don't know what this means. I just know that it's newsworthy and significant to the leadership of the Louisville Metro Police Department. Uh, Novak... Jokovic got uh, disqualified from the U.S. Open over the weekend, uh, and it decimated the men's field because you don't have Nadal, you don't have Federer. Jokovic was going to cakewalk to the U.S. Open championship on the men's side until he let, I, I don't know about you all, I have lost my temper a couple of times, um, but I've never lost my temper and hit a tennis ball and hit a line judge in the throat and been disqualified from the U.S. Open. H- have you all? No. Has that never happened to you all? Okay. I, c- I couldn't do it if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he certainly was aiming anywhere but her throat. 
But if you've seen the video, uh, the I've still imagery this. of it is better as far as quality goes. But the video is a little blurry. You can tell that the camera, uh, you, you can tell that the, I don't think the U.S. Open caught it clearly because they had to rely upon video from side court. But the significance of the why we're talking about it this morning is that the line judge is um, from Owensboro. Oh, really? Yes. Hometown girl. Yes. And so she was caught off guard. Do, you, you've seen, it's not like it was coming off of a serve, mm-hmm. but world-class men's tennis players, they don't just tap the ball around. When they hit it, they hit it. And it squarely hit her in the throat. And then people were quickly uh, around her, including him. He knew before it hit her what had happened. Mm-hmm. But he, he saw it unfolding and happening and went that way. But it's a little like, what do you do? And he was later extremely apologetic. He got fined, got thrown out of the tournament. He didn't show up for his post-match interview in the media room. So that was another, you know, he's been fined roughly $20,000 and then thrown out of the tournament. But... What bothers me is that there's some people in the world who think it's her fault. And he's had to come to her defense and say, she did nothing wrong. I did the wrong. It's my fault, and I'm going to use this opportunity to grow as a tennis player and as a human. So, okay. There you go. So you've not seen it, Misty. You can now. It was not a hard like. Yeah, I like, thought... it, like I said, it was not a serve. But when he just okay, you see it one more time. If you've not seen it and you're watching, she raises up and hits her square in the. Yeah. If she had an Adam's apple, it would be right in the Adam's apple of where it hurt. So my question is: Is there a rule against like? batting the balls around or, or hitting the balls was, when you you're not t- in yes, play? Yes, it was out of okay. frustration. Okay. It was clearly, it was out but of that frustration. that is a rule? Yes. That you cannot yeah, do that? Okay, absolutely. I was going to say, if there's no, no. rule, then, then... No, it was well, a... Fine. Okay. He was acting out because something didn't go his way. But gotcha. here's the here's one more wrinkle about her, is that she has a son. She had a son who died in a motorcycle accident. Oh. I was hearing on CBS this morning, and so she... I don't know how recent that was, but some semi-recent tragedy, oh. and now she's being, you know, now she's being attacked. So why do people in, think it's her fault? They just... What's their... They just keyboard cowboys. They just don't... They're fans of his, and they think she was... She was being melodramatic, or she was overplaying it, or she has no axe to grind against him. She's just there at, you know, Flushing Meadows doing the U.S. Open. It's not her fault. What idiots. Not her fault at all. Uh, Saddened to hear about Dwight Anderson, former Kentucky and USC hoops player, passing over the weekend. He was nicknamed The Blur, played for Joe B. Hall before transferring to Southern California. He was 61 years of age. And uh, this headline made me laugh. When uh, when young uh, Taylor Buckles was an infant, uh, I got a call at work one day that she was stuck in a chair. <laughs> and the fire department had to rescue her from said <laughs> chair. And it was a doozy of a chair. I mean, yeah. it was uh, it was tough. But uh, anyway, it's a story that we'll never forget. So anytime I see uh, stories about uh, toddlers being stuck in things like a toilet seat... <laughs> A training, a toilet, a potty training toilet seat. Oh no! Uh, Florida two-year-old boy got his head stuck Ooh. in the training toilet seat and had to be rescued Bless by uh, firefighters and rescue people there in Florida. The dad, no, the dad took a hacksaw. Gotcha. Yeah.
Dad takes a hacksaw and removes said toilet seat from two-year-old toddler. Go hey, dad. parents, there's no manual. No. Got to make it up as you go and figure it out. <laughs> Got to get to a break. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. So, supposedly, today is the busiest telephone day of the year. Why? So a lot of things uh, around the country now, the most people are back to school. Summer is over, not technically, but for a few more days. And this, uh, the most business calls are made to set up things that are going to happen as you move into the holiday season. And so all, all rivers come together at once for the most number of people who are, okay, back to school. So day after Labor Day, now trying to get serious after the summer. But for me, I'm not sure that we have these milestones of seasonal change anymore. Right. That everything is sort of blurry. Okay, it was Labor Day. There, okay. But there was no county fair mm-hmm. to show, okay, we now we're now yeah, we're it's, back. It still feels like I'm not for sure where the, we are. There was no Labor Day parade saying, mm-hmm. okay, that kind of caps up the unofficial summer and now we set. And so, okay, what's what's next? Right. It's still 80 days until Thanksgiving. It's uh, still two months to Halloween. So you still got yeah plenty of time. Yeah. So uh, Telephone Tuesday. It's also Literacy Day today. It's Pardon Day today. So beg your pardon. And it <laughs> I'm is looking for a pardon. <laughs> also, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the logistics of the day, but I do feel it important to remind many of us. That today is nose hair maintenance day. So just going to leave there's, that there and say. <laughs> there's you, your advice for the day. You might, want, you might want to know that today is nose hair maintenance day. Do you think the people who are watching us know that we can see them? <laughs> you gave it away. <laughs> we had been holding on to that We're secret for quite saying, some time. And some of you. <laughs> now you uh, for the month of September into a new month now, Squarely and Dictionary.com has released its biggest update ever. Oh. 650 new words getting into the Dictionary.com dictionary. You have different dictionaries. You have Oxford. You have Old Oxford. You have Merriam-Webster. You have New Merriam-Webster. Right. You have Urban. Urban Dictionary. It's slightly different. It's if you've never bit, been to the yeah. Urban Dictionary, yeah. it's, um, it's helpful. <laughs> it, it is. It, it is, is helpful, helpful when you're trying to sing. When you're trying to, <laughs> when your crew members are, are younger than you, you have to understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. For the 23-year-old, yeah, I, can't, to I don't that, understand. Mark and I have no hope Yes, it's like, or what do you mean? Or if you're trying to moderate Say comment sections that online. Is, yes, you know, yes. Oh, I see what uh, you're saying. No, you can't say that. Uh, I know what that means now. <laughs> yeah, stop that. <laughs> I'm enlightened. I'm woke. <laughs> I know what that means. I'm woke. Better be a turt. <laughs> <laughs> well, woke is probably woke probably got in last year, but um, I-, I don't want to be a stickler for the King's English. I do. But I do not like – I do think that language evolves. Mm-hmm. I do think that there are words that we use in the 20th century that were used differently in the 18th century or not at all. I get it. I got it. Even in the 21st century, though, it seems like we've taken a, just a 
sudden, like language has changed quickly in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Am I right? We're just making it up as we go. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And laziness is, is mm-hmm. dictating mm-hmm. the change, the evolution of the language. But am I right? So remember the famous scene in Groundhog Day? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Amorite, A-M-I-R-I-T-E, is now officially recognized at dictionary.com. So this isn't the Amorites of the Bible. Right? As a, no. <laughs> That's got <laughs> two M's people. and an O. <laughs> sounds the same. It does sound very close. I guess we're in the Bible. We're supposed to say it more as Amorite right. instead of Am I Right. But this is a variant spelling of the phrase Am I Right, Amorite. Yeah. A battle royale is now officially in the dictionary. A fight, often to the death, sometimes featured on video games and or TV and movies. Fortnite has made that popular. I'm surprised okay. that's not already there. Yeah. I, okay. But didn't the WWF make it originally? Yeah. Didn't they decide what a battle royale was? Yeah. I, I think it, Fortnite has brought it back into the... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But and, it may predate the WWF. Maybe the WWF got I it from somewhere. I think the Grayson County Derby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm going Derby. OVW. WWF store, <laughs> stole it from the OVW. Contouring. Mm-hmm. Yep, makeup. A makeup application style in which foundation and bronzer are used to create definition along the bone structure of the face. Mm-hmm. See mine. Eco-anxiety, anxiety caused by a dread of environmental perils, especially climate change. GOAT, capitalized all in uh, G-O-A-T, the greatest of all time, is now recognized as a word. Janky is officially a word, according to Dictionary.com. I thought janky's always been there. I was going to say, I thought that was the king's English. Inferior in quality. Uh, Nothing burger. We've known we've known Ugh. that one, but it's now officially a word. And um, Sam knows this one. Swole. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Very muscular. Swole is he now wears officially a medium shirt. In, and uh, I've I don't I've never heard this word until this morning. Uh, zush, to make more lively and interesting, styling or appealing by a small change or addition. Usually followed by up, as in zhush up your living room with throw pillows. I mean, we went through the feng shui thing with our living rooms about <laughs> yes. 10 years, 12 years ago. Yes. But not zhush. I've not heard zhush. Well, it sounds like it could be uh, interchanged with, I remember you were speaking of Mallory a few minutes ago, that Mallory used a phrase funnily recently of glow up. Oh, that's a glow great up. story. Gl- uh, I, I, it yes. was a glow up. Yeah, she was having a glow up. So yeah. Zush up yeah. seems, yep. t- if if I didn't have any context whatsoever, I would think that glow up and Zush up yep. might be similar to one another. Mm-hmm. But yep. I need a glow up. That's what I need to do this week. <laughs> we're all striving. <laughs> We're all striving for glow up. <laughs> While you were gone, we had the word gadzook. Gadzooks. Which yeah. means if you screw up and you need a word to say, that's safe for mm. radio, you can say gadzook. gadzook. So that's the cotton headed mm. ninny mug yeah. of phrase of yeah. cuss words. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I blame Jeff Foxworthy for some of this. <laughs> Probably. Uh, now, I did notice that officially uh, Edmondson County students are back to school today. I mean, yes, it's NTI and virtual, but officially. So. Uh, in the, on the East Coast, in New England, those areas. Now I think everyone, this is the traditional return to school. The day after Labor Day, 
is by and large when the most number of students in the United States are going back to school. But I ran across a list of some uh, interesting school facts. Teachers originally did not want pencils to have erasers because it was believed it would encourage children to make mistakes. I had an art teacher who did that. She would she would rip our erasers off our pencils when we came in in elementary school. An art teacher? Yes. Okay. I can see an art teacher doing that. Yeah. She, yeah, she, was, she wants you to be very um, freestyle about it. Follow like, your creativity. Follow wherever there, your hands are. There are no mistakes in art, I think is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. definitely mistakes in math. <laughs> there's <laughs> definitely, definitely no mistakes in, in, in science. <laughs> so erasers can be helpful. Um, yeah, they say a dog's a man's best friend. It really is the eraser when you're in second grade. <laughs> or the delete key. Yes. <laughs> I am not surprised to learn that the crayon ranks number 18 on the list of most recognizable scents. Mm -hmm. According to a study mm -hmm. from Yale, the crayon is the most is the 18th most recognizable smell to a human being. I can see that. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are those like fresh cut grass and mm -hmm. those definite ones that and I can see where that would be and it doesn't matter the color of the crayon. It's just, but you just open a box of Crayola oh, and you go, oh, I know exactly what that yep. is. Yep. Before the school calendar became national, students in, and we still have some variations of this, uh, before the school calendar became national, students in rural areas of the United States went from December to March and May to August so kids could be home for spring planting and fall harvesting. In urban centers, kids were... Uh, Kids were given the hot summer off to prevent the spread of disease. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. But we have... Um, we back on that again? <laughs> back in the rural, you know, in, in areas like Grayson County, we historically would delay, mm -hmm. you know, we, we would, you know, we would move our calendar around to be agrarian in nature to get a longer summer break. Also, longer summer breaks were uh, on the university schedule were allowed so students, people in college could come home and work for the summer for three or four months. And in my parents' day, you could come home from school, work for three or four months, and earn enough money in the summer to pay your entire tuition and books for the next two semesters. Let's that's, get back to those That's changed days. a little bit since then. I mean, Just we're still paying the same wages, but college has absolutely <laughs> outgrown that's, that's <laughs> what right. we're paying them. So, Yep. Uh, in Yikes. Chile, students are given 12 weeks off from mid-December to early March. German children are just given six weeks off in the mm -hmm. summer, so other than six weeks. Uh, German you know, children are also given beer at dinner. No, that's true. If they go out and eat. You know, what was it, 10, 12 years ago, we, we experimented for a while with this year-round schooling, but it really wasn't year-round. It was... A two-week breaks between all of the quarters, mm -hmm. and then only thirty days in the summer. So you were going to school until from basically August first to June thirtieth, but you would have these two-week periods built in, and I think that largely was unpopular. I actually liked it as a mom because yeah, I sure. enjoyed the two weeks off, and about the time that they were on my nerves, it was time to go back to school. Mm -hmm. Like it was the perfect like we're ready to sleep in a Kick few days. Back, yep. We're ready to send them back. Like, everybody kind of got rested and ready back for the next semester. The biggest school in the world is in Lucknow, India, with more than 64,000 students. 
Ditis clinophobia is the fear of going to school. I'm not so sure I didn't have a touch of that when I was a child. <laughs> it's estimated that 2.4% of school-age kids have it. And then, uh, I don't know if you all have seen the latest. <laughs> They're all freshmen. Then they get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, brilliant Disney, yeah. is doing now, um, it's called Edu Eduvacations. They know so many kids are doing virtual learning now. They're encouraging parents to take family vacations to Central Florida during the school year. But Disney has these pod classrooms to where your children can go to a special reserved space with tutors around for three hours a day and then go to the parks or go to the water parks in the afternoons and the evenings. And like, oh, yeah, there you go. Can you buy more time for your kid in the pod? (laughs) If if you and your honey would like to go on to Epcot. (laughs) Absolutely, positively. You, you can I you can, can do that. I can rent the pot and, all uh, day. Dennis Cook not here today, but I want to make sure that you get your. He'll be here uh, next Tuesday. Want to make sure that you get your culinary input for the week. Mm-hmm. Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies cereal arriving for this holiday season. That sounds that good. Does actually. seem comforting uh-huh. for 2020. Somehow put a little Debbie oatmeal pie into cereal, and it somehow does become better. This feels like. Macaroni and cheese, except in <laughs> cereal form. Like, it's that comforting. You know, it's like, if I want the sweet side of comfort, I would do this. Little Debbie is doing it right. Moon Pie, doing it wrong. Moon Pie uh. has a new pumpkin spice flavor. Oh, come on, Moon Pie. With the same, no, just, I just need you to be you a regular. all we had left to be original, right? Regular Moon Pie. Just Meemaw moon calls pie. me Moon Pie because I'm nummy nummy, <laughs> according to Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> about that line. And what I love. Mountain Dew is reportedly <laughs> coming out with a gingerbread flavor for the 2021 mm. holidays. Uh, I would probably try this. I'm here to tell you, though, that yeah. if you're announcing plans really? for yeah, the holidays of 2021, yeah. you aren't really doing it. If you're not doing it sooner than then, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not yeah. believing that you're going to do it. Yeah. But uh, you can try it if you want. But not. it won't be around until December of 2021. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know the N95 mask was inspired by a bra cup? Okay. That makes, that makes pretty much sense. But Sarah Finkelstein is the person who uh, who uh, dreamt up the N95 mask inspired by a brazier. But she also inspired the creation of bacon bits mm-hmm. and bugles. Not she not the brass bugles. Not the... Yeah. The bugles, the, the food, That's and bacon bits. Fingers, yeah. And the N95 one of my chips mask. Is a bugle. Yeah, you you like, got to put them on your fingers and the car. Listen, if you can ever find the caramelized bugles, those, those are, the are pretty best. good. Yeah. So she's uh, a Renaissance woman. I like her. Sarah is uh, high functioning. Yes. I just wondered what the company she works for. She she worked for those companies like Dow Corning yeah, or something like. Yeah. You'd go to work and just you know an experimental today, lab. Sarah? Say, what can I create today that might be? Ah, oh, she has a laboratory of interesting. <laughs> and come a, up with the bugle a laboratory. And the bacon bit. I love it. Queen Elizabeth is hosting public drive-in movies at her private estate. That's fun. What are we watching? The Crown. 
<laughs> is it Harry and Meghan's new series? <laughs> uh, probably. I, I say no. She won't watch The Crown because she doesn't want to give any credit to Netflix. I don't think. Although we'll we'll see. Yeah, it's so starting September 25th is when they're going to do it. But she's just stealing an idea uh, that Litchfield Tourism had yeah. of having. Uh, yeah, we saw oh. her in town with our secret shoppers. <laughs> Was it onward? Showing onward at the amphitheater, the city of Litchfield is maybe on sometime in October. I think as I, I saw, uh, we'll have more information on that going forward. But speaking of Meghan and Harry, they are no longer receiving funds from Prince Charles. Oh, dear. they they have tested out of their allowance. Uh oh. Finally, yeah. But have you heard the the tales of the new deal with? So Meghan and Harry have a new deal with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Apparently, fifty to one hundred million dollars is the value of the deal, mm. and I don't think they're going to be creating, you know, fiction. It's going to be, it's just they're just using their branding to do whatever it is. It's basically a Barack and Michelle Obama deal, is what it is. Fifty to one hundred million dollars. Now, if you've watched The Crown on Netflix, you understand there have been financial ebbs and flows to the royals. And by and large, the royals, Queen Elizabeth and her bunch, are really show ponies. Yeah. So they serve, they're, they're ambassadors. Uh, even, even we here in the colonies, mm-hmm. you know, admire them and think we're sort of fascinated with them. Yeah. But they cost the British taxpayer a whole lot of money to maintain. So in ways, Prince Charles is going, whew. I got them off. Uh, you know, now, <laughs> yeah, now Netflix yeah. is taking care of them. We can take this money that we were paying to keep them up and do it on other things. So you spend it on other things. So it'll be interesting to see. what. I wonder if Queen Elizabeth is charging to come to the movies. I don't know. Well, like, is that where she's trying to supplement the taxpayers? <laughs> Maybe. She's yeah. trying to, trying how, to get some of her money How many family back. members will they decide to keep up? Like, okay, we're not playing Barbie with you all anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> will be interesting to see. Uh, Billy Joel won't return to Madison Square Garden until November of 2021. By the way, that's a bucket list item of mine. We'll really? see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden before he's finished. But he won't return to MSG until November of 2021. Well, just like Mountain Dew... If you're pushing it back until November of next year, I I have no confidence that it will ever happen. I'm just bracing for what Hades is coming through September. <laughs> I'm not even looking at 2021. Exactly. Right? Uh, and the Olympics will go on in 2021 despite coronavirus because their Olympic Games will be stacking up. You know, They have Olympics every two years mm-hmm. alternating between winter and summer. So if they don't have it next year... Then they'll run into the next, you know, so they'll they'll stack up to where they can't clear them. But it will be interesting to see what that looks like. July 23rd, 2021. And then I was saddened last week uh, while I was gone, saddened to see the passing of Lou Brock. I was I was saddened to see the passing of terrific Tom Seaver. And obviously, with, was with the Reds and Mets for a long time. Uh, Lou Brock was one of the Cardinals I liked when I was a kid. And then I don't know about you all, but I was really saddened about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, between playing Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, uh, Jackie Robinson, I mean, and Black Panther, what what a tremendous career! I hated to see uh, the passing of Chadwick. What was so in? to say interesting was that he was functioning at such a high level to have had colon cancer right. for those four years. Had, had no idea. Which, yeah, no, sure. not suspect at all. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know.
Marriage can be tough, but that's not the reason so many of them fail. It's because a lot of couples build their relationship on convenience rather than covenant. Even if you've never heard the term covenant relationship, you know what it means, especially if you're a parent. Moms and dads have a covenant relationship with their children. You pour your heart and soul into your kids every day, don't you? Why? Is it because they offer the same measure of love and respect back to you? Probably not. You do it because loving your children is simply the right thing to do. Every day, you give them what they need, not what they want or deserve. When your love is based on a covenant, your choices aren't based on how you feel. A covenant is about how you act and what you do. It's about action. Now, apply that train of thought to your marriage. Maybe your relationship is in crisis and you don't feel love for your spouse. What now? If your relationship is about convenience, you'll do whatever gets the good feelings back, which means you'll give in when you ought to stand firm, or you'll stand firm when you ought to give a little. If your relationship is about covenant, you'll act toward your spouse according to what's best for them and for your relationship. Marriage is tough. But you can have a relationship that thrives, but it'll cost you. A relationship as intimate and profound as marriage can't be built on convenience. It takes a covenant. For Focus on the Family, I'm Jim Daly. Down here in the South, we like good coffee that's freshly brewed, warm, fluffy biscuits, and a delicious breakfast that suits your fancy. Like a savory sausage biscuit with egg or a tasty single sausage gravy and biscuit from McDonald's. Now, just two bucks each. Head on over to McDonald's, where breakfast is Southern-inspired and Southern-approved. Price and participation may vary. Available when product served. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Look around your home, and there's probably something that was made right here in Litchfield. Leggett & Plant is a worldwide corporation making a wide range of products, including sofa sleeper and reclining hardware assemblies here at home. A portion of your Ashley, Lazy Boy, or England furniture might have been made by one of your neighbors. Join the Leggett & Plant team today. We're a one-shift operation with competitive wages, incentive pay, benefits at 90 days, and a discount stock program offering after six months. Applications for production trainees are available in the front lobby with a convenient drop box. So stop by the office at 435 at Embry Drive and start your path to a career with Leggett and Platt. We need 30 new trainees immediately. So join the team where our motto is, we work hard so you can rest easy. Leggett and Platt is an equal opportunity, affirmative action, veteran and disability employer. I'm Governor Andy Bashir. What if you had COVID-19 and didn't know it? Would you act differently if you did know? The fact is many Kentuckians are symptom-free carriers, unknowingly spreading the disease to our most vulnerable and holding back our economy. None of us want that. So wear a mask, help slow the spread, do it for your loved ones, do it for Kentucky's economy, do it for you. Let's mask up, Kentucky. MB's point to ponder for today. Who was the weirdest teacher you ever had? Uh, I don't know if it's wise for Misty and I to name names. 
God rest their soul. It would be safer for Sam to name names. Yeah, because they don't know. No one knows him. Right. Uh, well, outside of the. Yes. I, I'm not um, saying I'm not going to describe. Just I'm just yeah. saying I can't. Yeah. Honestly, my elementary school art teacher that I was just talking about, she <laughs> she was uh, she was probably 150 years old when I had her, mm. and I still remember she had one day that we were we, she was teaching us origami and no one could do it because we were in fourth grade and it was tough, <laughs> and she was showing us and I remember she had the the crane in her hand and she just threw it on the ground and stamped on it and yelled at the top of her lungs, "I hate origami." <laughs> <laughs> And, she, and you said me like, too. Yeah, and we yeah. were all like, "Yep, yep, yep." That that's that's right. Do? We, we do too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the, the the one that comes to mind right off the I have head. the the weirdest teacher that I had, and again, I can't can't name names, but they were the one who just completely lost control. As a high school teacher, just completely lost control of the classroom and could would get steamrolled by nearly anyone and the, the students were running the classroom yeah. and would feign this drama and send people to the hallway and then would find out they had sent too many people to the hallway and, <laughs> and now now there was a party in the hallway <laughs> and it just and I and this person was a relatively new teacher and I would just look and think how are you ever going to survive I a, Even at that age, you realize this I, is oh, not yeah. good leadership. I had a teacher like that as well. It was her first year teaching. She had no control, ran all over her, and next thing you knew, she ended up going back to school and changing her major, and I think she's in business now <laughs> or something like that. So we said that we, we ruined her teaching yeah. career after just one year. I think about the things that happened when we were in school, and I think if that happened now, we would have parents and, and lawsuits and craziness going on over over some of this. Like I had a teacher her first year – she didn't teach for very long, but she would wear these mini skirts and tank tops, and I was like, all the boys just swooned over her. Hmm. But my weirdest teacher would put hamburgers in their pockets and bring them back and put them in their desk drawer, and mm-hmm. then after they – this was an elementary school teacher – would we would turn around, and they would be nibbling on the burger, like lean down to the drawer <laughs> nibbling on the burger, oh, like in yeah. pieces, like – don't be weird about it. Just pick up the mm. burger and eat it and teach. But. Uh, yeah, I had great ones. I had terrible ones, but mm-hmm. it was hard for me to needle in on the weirdest. Yeah. You know, it was like, that, was and so, that one would make us paddle ourselves, too. If we ended up in the hallway mm. and we had to paddle ourselves. Yeah. And did you have to tell yourself, this is hurting you way more than it's hurting me? I, know, I think we had the option that we could paddle each other <laughs> or we could paddle ourselves. I'm like, my parents, like, people would sue over that now yeah. if you were, like, even if you were paddled today. <laughs> but to paddle each other, like, I'll hit her <laughs> in the paddle. <laughs> On TV tonight, uh, ABC has the season 15 finale of What Would You Do? On NBC, it's America's Got Talent. And on A&E, it's a new uh, documentary called Biography. I want my MTV charting the rise of a cultural phenomenon that came to define a generation. You know, I, I think of m- uh, myself as a Gen Xer. Yeah. But I am definitely part of the MTV generation, yeah. even though we didn't have access to it for, you know, in Caneyville longer than took longer to get it about that's how what, long it took to get 3G cell service in Litchfield. That's why we made friends with Litchfield. <laughs> that's right. Can I, Can, I get a ride? Can I get a ride to town? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you, for you kids that don't really understand the uh, mm. mid-40-year-olds to the mid-50-year-olds, mm-hmm. watch that tonight and you'll get a really good idea. 
I think what's really interesting that I didn't know, because by the time I was watching MTV, it was late 80s, early 90s. Okay, so it came on, what, 82? Me too. We got to Litchfield about the same about time, About the same apparently. time, yeah. <laughs> but MTV didn't allow African-American music on their station for a long time. So David Bowie, when he passed, they were showing these interviews where he really took MTV to task, mm-hmm. to push for um, you know ethnic groups to be allowed to perform MTV, and I thought MTV has always seemed so progressive to me, pushing the limits and boundaries. I would have thought they would have been the one who brought more um, recognition to the artistry and the talent of right. black music. But. Well, and that's you know BET came along, and mm-hmm. then there was that was that blind that line. But I will right. I will tell you here here's what I would offer along that line: the MTV generation also changed things dramatically for people my age and younger. When you, you want to know when things culturally really started to change is when you put Aerosmith and Run DMC on the same stage. Yeah, absolutely. When it, it's small moments mm-hmm. and small things like that that have huge echoes in the in the years and generations going forward. And so, you know, I could talk at length about the importance of that moment, but it's the that's when culture started to change and so if you if you look at the world that we're living in this year and you see the struggles that we're having i get that i really do but there are moments in 1986 87 and 88 that started to plant the seeds that changed mind it changed heart conditions it mm-hmm. changed now it didn't change all of them Mm-mm. But it changed them broadly, and so I, I'll be interested to see how A and E has documented the MTV generation. You know, the other thing that changed for us here locally was when they started doing the Poly Shore in spring break. We realized <laughs> we're doing it wrong. <laughs> we don't do spring break quite spring, like that. Spring break was different. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it like, was mm. absolutely. Uh, today's highlight in history: this day, nineteen seventy-four, President Gerald R. Ford granted a full, free, and absolute pardon to President Nixon. In 1892, an early version of the Pledge of Allegiance appeared in the Youth's Companion. It, uh, skipping ahead. Oh, five years ago today, Hillary Clinton finally apologized for the uh, improper use of uh, a personal email account. And five years ago today, Kim Davis went to jail. In Rowan County. Five years County. ago, right? Five years ago We got already. Kim Davis. Birthday. Wow. Bir- we got an apology from Hillary and Kim Davis in jail the same day. Willie Tyler, the ventriloquist, is 80 today. Bernie Sanders is 79. Gotta, oh, yeah. With the hands. <laughs> TV radio personality Kennedy is 48. She was not the original MTV she was lineup, close. but she was in the early days. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is 39 today, and Wiz Khalifa is 33 today. Gone but not forgotten. Jimmy Rogers, born in 1897. Sid Caesar, born in 1922. Peter Sellers in 1925. Patsy Cline in 1932. Chart toppers. See if I can find anything that might be interesting. Chart toppers, let's go to 1960. Bobby Rydell. This moves well. Better than some things come out of me. Was this Bobby Rydell's attempt to take a grown-up song and hip it up for the cool kids? I guess. I don't know. 
Because I'd heard that song before, mm-hmm. but it was more like from this was the remix Tony before they Bennett had that word. And people like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, look, I got in my dad's closet and found this song. Yeah, it's kind of. The Archie's number one in '69 was "Sugar Sugar." Let's go to nineteen seventy eight was the year. Nineteen seventy eight was the year. Foreigner was the band. Hot blooded. It's a good one. Live version. Best. The records album. What else? I really didn't want to skip the Michael Jackson song, but Michael Jackson and Saida Garrett were number one in 87. Macarena, Los Del Rio, number one in 96. Rihanna, Ponda Replay in 05. And Megan Trainer, All About That Bass, number one six years ago today. All right. 96 on the Macarena? Okay. The Macarena can go back to 96 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. If you aren't going all the way, why go at all? If you aren't going all the way, why go at all? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here.